This is Matt Sinking. One, two, three. the audio and then with the blah 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 i'm getting too into it energy is great if you need help with that let me know no no it's fine it's just it's i'm just complaining about editing in general and it's not that i don't like it it's that i'm learning you know there's growing pains to learning new skills i always associate growing pains with arrogant little boys assuming that you know, their little wieners are getting bigger. Like, hey, hey growing pain. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you just explained it, and I'm all, I'm all the more confused. <laughs> what? You've never heard that? You never made that connection? No, I've never referred. I've never heard growing pains as a reference to puberty. Okay, puberty. It's part yes. of puberty, is it not? Puberty, yes, but I've never heard of growing because usually it's just like, oh, he's getting taller, so he's bumping into things. Not, oh, he's getting taller, he's okay. bumping into things. Like, I just not. <laughs> just introduce the show. Introduce the show. This can't be the top of the show. Jesus Christ. Well, it, it is if you do the intro. Welcome to Consume Content. Um,. We're here to solve the age-old problem. 500 streaming channels, nothing to watch. It's just not true. We have a list of things here. I'm shaking it a list. Why are you showing the list? It's not impressive. What do you mean it's not impressive? It's You 30... couldn't even fill the page. It's 30. <laughs> it's not even full. You asshole. It's... I'm working on it, okay? I have a job. I have a full-time job. I do things with my time. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I have a job. Okay? I have a it's, job. It's one sheet of paper job. I'm very busy. Okay? I'm very busy. This list is getting longer. All right? There's at least 10 plus items since since we last spoke earlier this week. Okay? Since the last episode. Right? Now, I can talk about any number of these things. Um, let's just go with what did, i told you i talked about last time which is kong skull island um, did you finish introing the show th that's the intro other than our names yeah but that's gonna what? be like did you even you named the podcast right yeah i said this is consumed content the answer to the age-old okay. question 500 streaming channels and nothing to watch it's sorry i stopped listening to you that's okay i i rewrite the tagline <laughs> like every fucking this is the third episode well, i've rewrote no. i've rewritten the tagline every time I got the tagline, but I just didn't hear you say, can, you know what? what? Every time I go to record, mm -hmm. or I, I mean, it's only been a couple times now, but whenever I record and I start the recording, my audio, I have to put in the file name. So I want to name it the show to organize. And I always have to pause. I can't remember what this damn show is called. It's, called... it's so boring. <laughs> Consume content. It's supposed to be. Like ominous, like obey, like just I, well, obey. Yeah, you know the the you know the artist like, with the Andre the Giant's face, and then it just says yeah, obey. Yeah. It's supposed. To... I just wouldn't make that connection. Well, you're not. I, I get what you're saying. That's just what no. I was going for, right? The titling, the the 
profile picture, you know, like on the on the YouTube page and all that. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to bag on you, even though I am completely. But it's OK. I just for some reason, just the name. I didn't even though you said you introed it just now. I just didn't even remember it. I, could, I didn't even acknowledge that. I may have to work on that then if you couldn't if you can't remember the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then a lot of people aren't going to be able to rem- aren't going to remember the name of the podcast either. Yeah, Whoa. it could be. Oh boy. So sorry. So I wanted Kong I, Skull Kong Island. Skull Island. Right. We're gonna we're having fun, but I st- I do want us to stay on point because that was a criticism last time that we took too long to get to the main topic. Well, let, let's yeah let's let's just roll that into you know the back of our minds. Let's not like point it out and focus on it. I mean, I we'll can't help as, myself. As we're gone, we'll... I can't help <laughs> I know, myself, it's but... okay. But anyway, so today we're talking about Kong Skull Island. Have you seen Kong Skull Island? Or is this also a movie we've seen together? <laughs> can't wait for you to make that clip. Um, uh, I have seen it. I don't think... You know what? I have a story mm-hmm. about when I saw this movie. We didn't see it together, okay. so no. Don't worry about that. Okay. I can start with my story... Or we can just like kind of give no. Tell me your story. I, I want a synopsis I know. of it. Well, uh, the the year was two thousand seventeen. What did it really come out to twenty seventeen? Let me let me Google that. Okay. Oh shit! Uh, I know I was working at the movie theater. I used to work at a movie theater, uh, but I was there for a few years, so That's I don't true. know exactly when. But oh, I think it was, it was pretty it was, early on. It was 2017. It was 2017, right? Okay. So I saw. I, I was working at a movie theater, so I saw movie all the movies for free, whatever movie I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that movie came out, and I went to go see it. And before we get into the actual movie itself, like a review or like you know a rating of it or anything, it it was good. It was it was perfect. It was perfectly good. Uh, but I. At the time, I was working at the movie theater. I was in the concession stand, and for some reason, and you know, it's it was a Regal. It's a Regal movie theater. Mm-hmm. They they're like pretty much any basic American movie theater. They sell at the concession stand like five things: popcorn and drinks, mm-hmm. hot dog, if you're lucky, hamburgers, chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit, a slightly more extended menu. And our theater, my theater, was pretty big like one of the main theaters in the area for Regal. So they had like a few extra, you know, like they had the hamburger, you could add cheese and bacon to it. They, we had cheese sticks, you know, the whole, all the fryer food stuff, whatever. It was awful for you. Food was awful. Mm-hmm. It tasted great though. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they, they started the whole time. Cause I had been there for like over a year at that point, the whole time the menu never changed. Right. Cause it's just, they sell those basic things. But for some reason, the, the- Regal decided to introduce this new product it was a burger but it was like a heart attack burger like the the you know that grill in in vegas where mm-hmm. the whole point is to kill yourself through obesity yes i've, it, I've heard they, of this concept they created a burger and i was like oh cool so like you know they're gonna we're gonna get new products in maybe new beef and you know new toppings or whatever but no they created a burger. It was for a, a different movie, I'm pretty sure. We just had it while Kong was, you know, afterwards when mm-hmm. Kong came out. And it was two of our... And they, you would think we would get a bunch of new products into our stock. But no, it you basically built this monstrosity mm-hmm. out of pieces of what we already had. This horrible fryer food. Okay. Like all the, the like 10 ingredients we had in our kitchen, you would make this giant greasy mess out of that. 
And so, and it was a nightmare working, you know, on a busy weekend in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And somebody would order one of those because it was two hamburger patties, six strips of bacon, three uh, mozzarella sticks, and like three slices of cheese. All in one burger. Why are there mozzarella sticks on a burger? I... On on the top, right below the top bun, I guess they just kind of get thrown on there. It's cheese. It's more cheese. I, yeah. There's all there's cheese on a cheeseburger. You just put more cheese. I don't know. Okay. But it was it. You know, it's a big greasy mess. So if you're looking for that, it looks really good. And I had it and I tasted it and it was decent. It was just horrible for you. But it was a it was horrible having to make those mm-hmm. in the kitchen because you know if you're, if you're slammed, it's a busy weekend and just tons of people and the whole kitchen has to stop because you have to take like 10 whole minutes one person would have to take like 10 minutes to prepare all of these different pieces of stuff you already had in the kitchen but then put it together it was it was gross you i just, hated making them you just give you're just bringing back my ptsd of working the hot dog <laughs> cooker i just i don't want to remember that I don't want to. Did re- you work at a hot dog stand? No, I worked at a movie theater too. Remember, I also worked at a movie. Th- I worked at I worked at the Cinemark. Oh yeah. Yeah, I worked at the Cinemark, and that's I. That's right. It was it was a job, you know. It was, it's a job exactly. A job. That's what it was for me. It's a job it was... you work while you know, trying to work in the industry, and um, <laughs> it's for me it was a job so I could pay rent. I mean, me too. It was so I can pay rent and like you know pursue jobs on the weekend or not the weekend or weekdays or whenever I could get jobs, but yeah. I I worked again so I worked concessions at a movie theater for maybe a, for like six to eight months maybe almost like almost a year, and I worked as a grip, an electrician and art PA PA all sorts of jobs in the film industry while holding jobs down like this to pay bills. And not once was I injured while working in the film industry. Not once. Right? And I, I, you know, I had close calls, never once injured. I had been injured working at a fucking concession stands in a movie theater. All because it was rush hour. It was a Saturday night suicide squad. The David Ayer suicide squad came out. Oh, so the good one came out. I'm kidding. And Uh, that was an ironic statement. Please don't come for me. They told us all of the time, make sure you sweep the popcorn. Sweep the popcorn, sweep the popcorn, sweep the popcorn. And we always swept the popcorn, except for the night Suicide Squad came out at the packed theater. And a customer asked me for a spoon. And I said, they're in the back. Let me run and get you one. So I ran and I slipped on popcorn and split my elbow open. <laughs> it wasn't even like, please help. My nose is bleeding. I need tissues. I need I need help. He, he wanted a spoon. Yeah. Because like, yeah, <laughs> he asked for a spoon. Spoons were in the back because we ran out of spoons at the, at the counter. So I need to go open up a new pack of spoons sir and or ma'am and or zer and i slip on popcorn and i split my elbow open and they were very quickly to make they were very quick to make sure i had insured there's a cat jesus christ 
um, I can narrate while Josh is doing this since he can't hear me. Josh is actually, his life is run by these cats. Not not just like, you know, just to pass a phrase, he they are actually in charge of him. He has no control. What do you, what do you, you, Sorry, go ahead. You speak, you'll, you'll hear it. Speaking, you'll, you'll find it later. You're speaking you'll directly find, to the... I, I was going to like... It was like <laughs> we'll oh, find out about it later. I guess I'll cut this and, you know, it's just a little moment of me running into the background to get rid of a cat. But I'm, I'm going to find out what you said. I'm going to find out what you yeah, said. Yeah, that... Uh, listeners or viewers, that saga will continue later. Right. Every time Josh walks away. Right. Anyway, so where are we? Yeah, Long story uh, short, the cat ruined the story, the somewhat interesting story of me slipping on popcorn and splitting my elbow open and having to go to ur- urgent care at midnight on a Saturday night. Oh shit! You went to urgent. Care? I had to go to urgent care. I had to, I had to get the, uh, the, my fucking elbow stapled shut because I was bleeding profusely, and it was. Wow. I think profusely is the correct word. I, w- I got back up, tried to go back to work, and then someone told me, hey, fool, you're bleeding. And it was blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to know what accent that was. Don't worry about it, all right? It's, it's North Hollywood. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so. That's North Hollywood? It wasn't a North Hollywood accent. There is no North Hollywood accent. There's a lot of different people, all right? From Latinos to Eastern Europeans, mainly Eastern Europeans. It's Oh, then I was going to crack a stupid joke. I think NoHo Hank would disagree oh, you're, if you've seen barry you'll right. know what yeah. that means you're you're right you know ho hank hi betty look what yeah would disagree <laughs> buddy betty. his name is actually no ho hank and so hank. Uh, great great trivia about that actor he got offered the role for no ho hank and he's like i don't really have an eastern european accent and <laughs> bill Hader is just like don't worry about it just you know work on work on it <laughs> That's not the important part. <laughs> You're the important part. You're Noho Hank. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Matt, buddy. Buddy. Okay. Uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, you were making this comment about like, oh, sorry, you know, the but the cat interrupted my story. Mm-hmm. You know, you fucking interrupted my story. <laughs> I wasn't done. You weren't done? I thought, oh. You interrupted my story with a story. <laughs> I th- I'm sorry. I didn't know. I thought that was the point. I thought the monster burger was the point. You Well, I mean, it kind of is, but no, there's more. I, you, I just described a burger, a gross burger. I'm that sorry. was my story. <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? I don't know. I'm sorry. You're taking so long to get to the point. <laughs> I thought that was the Fuck point. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're filling space here. What do you we want from me? We we don't have to but we don't have to i can say a lot about con oh. skyline i'm sorry man I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that i'm tr- I'm trying to juice up this podcast I, th- I appreciate you okay you're a dear friend you're smart you're wise you honestly it's not even worth the payoff anymore I don't... <laughs> even if i finish it i have to but it's not gonna be worth it oh my god should we just leave him hang should we save it to like the last five, 10 minutes of the podcast Oh, that just seems cruel and unusual. Yeah, it's it's just just, just dangling a berry, shady. just dangling a sweet berry. There's there's a there's a payoff to this. Oh, here's a spoon instead. Anyway, I'm hanging a spoon for audio listeners. Well, I guess yeah, we'll get to it later. I'm just it. gonna yell it out at you right in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I. St- 
I'm sorry. To continue to get back on track, uh-huh. I I made myself one of these burgers, mm-hmm. and the first time that the night that I made one of those finally for myself to try was the night I went and saw Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the story, but that's another. That's continuing it. Mm-hmm. That's where I would have kept going, uh, and I I enjoyed the movie. It, it was good. D- where, where are we at? You... I'm waiting for the point. Was that the point? <laughs> no, it's just not worth it now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just want. I finally to... ate one of these stupid things. Uh-huh. It was so greasy uh-huh. because it's it. I mean, already our food was horrible quality and just mm-hmm. filled with grease. I ate it. Struggled to stay awake through the movie. The movie, which was pretty good. I love mm-hmm. a big monkey, big action movie, mm-hmm. but I struggled to stay awake. I did because the movie was decent. I went home. Next morning, I had a poop, oh. as most people do. <laughs> For the first time in like ten years, uh-huh. my poop floated. <laughs> that's how that's how unhealthy the burger was. What do you mean your poop floated for the like you track that? It goes like no, my... no. I just, I mean, I guess you don't really think about it, but it was it just like wow that I could tell why that's happening. <laughs> and it just I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen that in a long time. Oh my god, I'm going to have to just I told you it wasn't worth the payoff. <laughs> this this episode's a mess. You should probably cut all that out. I don't know. Maybe do you want to start over? We can. We're no. we're only 17 minutes in. No, we'll see how this one plays. That's okay. Henry's going to Only complain. 17 minutes. We're only 17 minutes in. Henry's going to complain about it. Like if I if I leave this 17 minutes in, he's going to be like uh, I think you guys didn't listen to my advice about getting to the point. <laughs> okay, but I don't. I don't know Henry, and I have no issue with Henry. But it's okay. I'm gonna. I'm he's gonna. He's not the to... arbiter of all podcasts. He's not. So go. So you know, fuck him. It's, it's you know. <laughs> it's it is what it is at this point. All right, he can come on in this podcast at any moment. I've invited him. He. I don't know. He's worried. About matching energy, but I think he would be great to have on. Henry, I, I fucking dare That's you. That's a to great come tease, on. Henry. We're gonna need you on at some point. Henry, I fucking dare you to come on. All right, I'll, I'll blur your face. I still need you on camera, but I'll blur your face. <laughs> can we can we start him off as like he has some bit piece of information about a movie we're talking about, but he doesn't want to be revealed, even though we're gonna put his name on it. He, and he he's does gonna be like. He does work in shadow, fully pixelated. He does work in the industry on on some projects, and so technically he is under NDA. I mean, I won't allude to like how important the projects are. They're not that big. You mean, you mean that you can't because Ex- then he would have violated exactly. his NDA. Exactly. Like he hasn't told me anything about his projects. <laughs> Josh, I'm covering like, your ass. He hasn't told me anything at all. No, Stop. he hasn't. He really hasn't. <laughs> He's not allowed to talk about his projects, as is normal in the industry, right? So we can, in order to protect his identity, right? Uh, I can, I can just like, we can just make him like a shadowy figure, and like potentially even like muffle his voice. We can do that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's what I was picturing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having too much fun though. Um, <laughs> we're having too much fun lampooning a Henry. Describe. Josh, mm-hmm. hey, this movie that we're talking about, I haven't seen it in a long time. Could you describe it in a brief two to three sentences? Why? why? Or more? <laughs> it's going to be more. <laughs> That's fine. It's That's why I said way more. more. It's going to be way more than, than two sentences because I love remind, this movie. Remind me of... 
Yeah, remind me of what happens. Give me, give me the the, you know, the strong point. So everybody think when you say King Kong, everybody thinks of the, the more recent, you know, Peter Jackson version, right, or the classic, right, which is the traditional story. Movie producer or group of people go to Skull Island. They find the giant monkey Kong, and then they bring Kong to New York as a sort of exhibit, the eighth wonder of the world. Right. And then he's let loose in Manhattan and starts fighting a bunch of planes and he's tragically killed. You know, it is a it's an allegory. It's a classic tale. This is not that Kong at all. This is a Kong that takes place in Vietnam. It's well, actually it doesn't take place in Vietnam. That's an oversimplification because, well, it takes place during the Vietnam War in in Skull Island. It's basically Vietnam. It's it's basically Vietnam. But where it is an allegory for Vietnam. Where's the original Kong from? Like in, in the original movies? Skull Island. No, but wait, where is that? Is that a just an island in the middle of the Pacific, or I think it is. Is like, it located somewhere else? I think or? it's like relative. I think it's like around somewhere around Africa. I think, right? This is a little is too. That the shape. Is that the shape of Africa? Here's Africa, right? Um, here's yeah, the. What part are you grabbing? Here's the Horn of Africa, right? Horn of Africa. Okay, now there's a horn. Good. There's a horn of Africa. I think that's what it's called, right? So South Africa is right here at the bottom, right? Apartheid, Nelson Mandela, all that jazz, right? And then there's like the island of Madagascar right here, right? And then there's a lot of ocean, right? Why is... There's a lot of ocean. Do you understand what this looks like, right? Get your head out of the wax gutter. Wax on, wax off. Miyagi. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wax on, wax off, <laughs> right? Anyway, it's a lot of ocean... A lot of ocean somewhere there, I presume, right? Because you could have taken two seconds to say, yeah, somewhere in the Pacific, middle oh, of the Pacific. I, I could have taken two seconds. Whatever. Anyway, so you're right. I could have taken two seconds to say, I don't know. They look like black people in the original movies. I've. Can you? Is that what you wanted me to say? Anyway, it's tri- tribal people, tribal indigenous people. Usually, usually dark skinned. Okay, uh huh. You're over there, right? I yeah, I am. Over here. I'm over here. You, you have the correct uh, direction for the finger pointing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in Kong Skull Island, they look more Asian than African. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's it. They, they just do, and they don't speak. But anyway, that's not really a spoiler. But I'm not really selling Kong Skull Island right now. I'm just saying Kong Skull Island is such an unlazy film in terms of almost every aspect of the filmmaking process, in my opinion. That's why I adore it so much. Like, one, I love giant monkeys. I love, I don't just specifically love giant monkeys. I mean, but... I like to each their own. I do like, you know, giant monster movies. I like sci-fi. I like that sort of thing, right? And I like this reinvention of Kong to be used as, well, not necessarily a reinvention because the original story, one of one of the proposed theses about the original story was that sort was about like sort of the enslavement of of animals and of people and being taken from their indigenous homes and then brought to the west, quote unquote the west. Or civilization as it is, and then being exploited and abused, right? Same way the freak shows would, the circuses would, the way a lot of 
human beings were displaced just throughout history, right? So it became Kong, Kong, the original King Kong, I think became a story about that over time and the tragedy of that, right? Because Kong is just an, an... has his own nature. He just wants to be free. He wants to be out. He escapes and they put him down. And that's the sad ending of Kong, right? This version of Kong is very similar in the sense where the U.S. military and other characters who sort of represent other U.S. interests arrive at Skull Island for... You mean Loki and Captain Marvel? Yeah. Yes, Loki and Captain right. Marvel who who are in the this movie. Uh, Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston, as well as Samuel Jackson, John Goodman, John C. Riley, and other people. Um, that's top billing right there. Top billing, great cast, great cast. Yeah, it was good. I'm gonna. The cast was pretty decent. Obviously, I'm avoid spoilers. Um, but no, I just love this movie because nothing about this movie is lazy. The cast is great. The writing is great. Again, go, getting back on point two. This allegory of like, this is Kong's home. Don't fuck with Kong. This is his home. And you're just, you the U.S. military just comes in and starts fucking shit up. They just start fucking shit up. And of course, Kong retaliates. I mean, I'm trying not to spoil. So I'm not saying specifically what they do upon arrival. But yeah, but remind me, mm-hmm. uh, if I recall, they didn't go. They didn't come here. In search of Kong. They didn't no. know Kong was, they, was a thing. They had no clue about giant animals or giant monsters. Again, this is this is Cold War. They were just trying to get to the island first. So They're trying how, to beat how the did Russians. The island, yeah, how did it come about? Did someone discover it on a map and then both sides of the Cold War heard about it? And then they were racing to get to it? Sort of, yeah. It was a satellite imagery, right? So satellites being relatively new flew over this hemisphere of the planet. And they're like, there's an island here in Southeast Asia and Russian satellites will be, will be flying over it soon, orbiting around it soon. And then they'll see on So whatever is on this Island, we should get to it first is the argument being made to the U S Senator in question, right? It's, I don't, I don't want to like spoil or say much well, of anything. Me, What's up? Let me, let me ask you then what, what is your plan here? At least for this episode with this movie, do you want to spoil it or no? I'm assuming not because the idea is you're trying to sell it. Yeah. You know, based off people, the yeah. it's something you may have missed. It's a good piece of content. Mm-hmm. You should go watch it. I think if you want a fun movie about a, a giant monkey, the U.S. Army versus a giant monkey, this is your movie. Just to put it in simplest terms, it's a fun movie. It's a fun adventure movie because it's about a bunch of people who get stranded on an island and there's giant monsters everywhere it's not just a giant monkey there's all sorts of dangers it's monkey killers it's there's monkey killers as well kong wasn't the only giant monkey a long time ago but he's the last one standing so there's well, there's some he's the last he one standing. he what yeah but he couldn't be the only one where would he have come from? That's, no, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't the only one, but he's the last one. He's the last one standing. Yeah, but... Uh, he survived yeah. when the others were murdered. No, that that's not the point I was making, but yeah, you're right. I don't understand. I'm 
No, Lost. You're, you're fine. You're fine. That's okay. But I think we should point out then, if you haven't seen this movie, mm-hmm. it, this is in the series of the Godzilla versus Kong movies. There are four movies out now in that series. Yes. The, the giant monster mm-hmm. series. But this is his standalone I, origin movie, so you can yes, you can watch this but, one by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's worth noting because this same character Kong. Mm-hmm. In this universe, is the same one in mm-hmm. Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. So if you've seen that movie, then yes, there was a prequel where not a prequel, but a preceding movie that explains like where he came from, why mm-hmm. we, so, why we suddenly know that about this monkey and like why this organization just ends up with him in a giant. Wasn't it a giant bubble or something? No, it wasn't a giant bubble. It was. I would say. It's like a dome. I, they had him in a they, gigantic They did cage. have him in a dome. They did have him in a dome. That's the bubble you're talking about, yes. I feel like they just, like... I, I hated how they treated Skull Island in that movie. And just, like... Yeah, I, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, if... Obviously, we're trying to reach out to people and say, mm-hmm. hey, if this is a movie you missed, you might want to go check it out. If you're, yeah. You might have seen other movies, and these movies are connected to this mm-hmm. one directly. I would say Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong, also a fun movie, right? Yeah. Also a fun movie if you, again, if you like giant monsters and giant monkeys fighting each other, it's, it's great. It's an excellent popcorn flick. But I'm saying with Kong Skull Island specifically... There is more to that movie than just a giant monkey. I feel in yeah, in this I, movie. Go on. No, I was just gonna say I will mention that I feel this one definitely stands apart. Obviously, mm-hmm. the other three movies have Godzilla in the name. Mm-hmm. It's a god. Those are mainly Godzilla movies. But yeah, for some reason, this one feels very different compared to those. I've watched a lot of Godzilla movies. Godzilla movies. Are popcorn flicks. They're popcorn flicks. There's there's usually yeah. not much depth to them, right? And I've I've watched a lot of the older ones. Don't you sit there and tell me the Roland Emmerich, Matthew Broderick, what was it, 2001 Godzilla movie mm-hmm. wasn't a work of art. It wasn't. I'm I'm, I'm brave. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm a brave yeah, boy for saying it. It was no. It was it was. I that's a popcorn flick. What I don't understand is like why is that movie trashed on? While the other Godzillas get a free pass, it's like it makes no sense. Like for me, they're all on the same level of quality. It's just like Godzilla shows up, people freak out. Godzilla fucks some shit up. People fight back. Godzilla continues to fuck shit up. There was something else at play. Some other evil force. Godzilla defeats other evil force and then Godzilla goes back into the water. Or Godzilla dies or Godzilla has to defeat another monster, greater evil, whatever. Right? Like, the sort of the one interesting thing that they play off with Godzilla is that, like, he is a force of nature. Like, in the ecosystem, in the, in the balance of the planet, he is the most dominant creature and he balances everything else out. So he gets rid of anything that would destroy the planet. As his role, that's his role in nature. Um, that's interesting, right? I think there, yeah, that's a pretty, that's a big part of mm-hmm. his, what was uh, his like lore? His not, his, yeah. I guess his arc, but just kind of his his mythos. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon and, as you start bringing in the in the, I'm talking about like the, the original movies. As soon as you bring in 
you know, people dressed up as as aliens from the 60s, then it's you, you can pretty much throw all of that out. It goes like, but he's still he's defending the planet. It goes, yeah, but he doesn't give a shit about you or your or your family or anything else. He's just a, a creature responding to a threat in his environment. And that's not even being commented on in that mo- in those movies where aliens begin to manipulate events or bring in other monsters just to fight Godzilla so that we, like once they get rid of Godzilla, they can invade the planet. Like, Godzilla saved us from the alien invasion again. Like, okay. But these are goofy-ass aliens. Goofy-ass fucking <laughs> aliens. There's always like a government alien conspiracy. I, those movies are just so hard for me to retain my attention to right it's they're popcorn they're popcorn flicks they're pretty much made for kids they're they're good they're a product of their time right yeah but i've i've never seen like a really good godzilla movie like there's there's no like i wouldn't i guess to tie this back around like the re- there's reasons why I would recommend Kong Skull Island. It's really fun, but then also thoughtful and allegorical and just not lazy at all, right? And a super modern film with fully stylized and realized. Like, the direction of it is just great. The The characters are, in, are amazing. So well grounded. I can't say that for Godzilla movies. I can't say it. Like, I don't want to talk shit about Godzilla because I do love Godzilla. I love me a giant monster fighting a giant robot or a giant animal. I, I love it. But I wouldn't, you know, it's one of those things. They're, like, closer to a guilty pleasure. Like, I wouldn't tell anybody I watch this. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, I think between the two of them, they're Godzilla and Kong, they're just they're so easily comparable Mm -hmm. they've been around for a similar amount of time well basically just too long to even Mm -hmm. you know most people to think about there's old classics old black and white classics and from there there have been so many remakes including like a current uh what i looked it up it's called the monster verse yeah which i'm not i guess i'm not surprised but uh a current series of films that are describing these these monsters and yeah, you're right. I think there has been a lot more art when it comes to Kong, King Kong. And there's been... Well, it's also... I guess it's kind of um, the origins that's a part of it. Because Godzilla was originally Japanese, right? Yeah, so... And then King Kong was originally an American film. Yeah, so King Kong... Well, actually, is King Kong originally American? The story, I mean? But I know, yeah, like... Uh, Godzilla, obviously, everyone knows it's it was the creation. It was a post World War II creation of of the Japanese. the The result of the was Godzilla was created by nuclear fallout in the original lore, I believe, and that it was it was man's destructive capabilities, the consequences of man's uh, destructive technology being wrought back upon them. Right. Nature responding to to man's ever-growing dis- uh, capabilities for destruction. Well, again, extremely interesting. Then, it's like yeah, such a wonderful well, concept. But then, you know, it, it suffers from what a lot of people worry about Marvel, which is like 10 movies in, 20 movies in, it begins to, to lose its meaning 
and it just sort of becomes this this machine, you know? And that's what I feel Godzilla is. Man, is that a hot take that am I am I going to piss off some Godzilla fans? Like it's like it's, because think, well that's kind of what I was saying. They they've been around so long. Yeah. No matter where you what period time period you come from, mm-hmm. there's these stories have been around. There's been variations of King Kong and Godzilla mm-hmm. from wherever you, you know that there's always been something you're, you're gonna no matter what you're gonna piss off someone because yeah unless someone's like i don't care about monsters then they're gonna feel one way about it yeah like i, I think the I two of us were pro monster you. we can just leave it at that yeah we're pro monster i don't think anybody's gonna be mad that i think godzilla's not that great it's not that king kong i disagree king kong i really like this king kong this is good king kong because he's just a this, mon- yeah. he's just a big monkey that's all he is. He's just, uh, yeah. Also, I believe the first King Kong film was King Kong mm-hmm. in 1933, an American film. Oh, okay. But I... Was it based off I anything? No, That's what I was wondering. I don't know that it comes from something else. Mm-hmm. Probably, I would assume. But, I mean, that'd be kind of cool if the first iteration of this was just the movie back mm-hmm. in the 30s. Yeah, 1933, that's post-World War One. You know, mm-hmm. during the Great Depression. Is that during or just after the... No, it's during the Great Depression, I believe. Yeah, it's during. So it's a Great Depression era story about... Is it about capitalism? No, it's not. Well, sort of. No, you touched on it. Yeah. It's, it's, or rather, you described kind of the mm-hmm. allegory, the parent within his story. Yeah, just like... Again, about some people just going to an island, messing with things they shouldn't, hauling it back in chains, bringing it back to entertain the masses. You can take it on different levels, I think, which is also definitely a plus, probably for both Godzilla and Kong. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, because that's the thing, the story of King Kong, the original story of King Kong is a tragedy, you know? It doesn't in any way glorify the actions of, of the people in it, you know? It was it's it's creepy that a monkey falls in love with a with a or is bewildered by a beautiful blonde woman. Yeah. But it's Yeah, I wouldn't say falls in love with Yeah. But I think bewilders be, bewildered is the correct term. You know, I think that's just a bit of man writing from the thirties. But uh I don't know, that movie that, again, it's I sort of wanna like not give credit to the original because it's like so old and dated and from a different time where morals weren't white right like morals don't quite align with today's but again it's a tragedy and they knew it was a tragedy and that was the point the point was that we do horrible things to other people and to animals and we're cruel and we do this for our own entertainment and then when they act as anyone would when in chains and in bondage they lash out, they try to break out, and then we put them down. Like it is it is a, a poignant lesson, I think. It's yeah. I love King Kong. Yeah. Love King Kong. And then I, I believe it. This I'm is starting to realize just how much. This is a very similar thing. Like this movie going back to this movie, Kong Skull Island, it is about for very similar reasons. The Cold War, the competitive nature of the Cold War. I mean that maybe that's like putting it lightly, competitive nature is putting the arms race uh, very lightly. But 
that's why they go to the island. It's about territory and and securing re- potential resources. They're really just like like the thinnest. It's like the thinnest excuse for going to the island, which is the Russians might get there first. So if something's there, if something's there, we want to be there first. But didn't that kind of motivate pretty much all government level decisions of like that decade? Yes, the and several decades. That is the commentary. <laughs> that is the commentary so it's that's making. It's kind of like yeah. yeah, it's just par for the course at this time. Yeah. It was that it was like that's how everybody got funding because it was like, well, the Russians might beat us. And there you go. Let's go to the moon. Let's go to the moon. We got to get the, there before the Russians do. The moon? Are you serious? Well, the Russians already put like, a satellite off. We're doing it. We're doing They got a man. That, they got a man in space. It goes like, fuck. And so. Oh, no, God. God. God Those damn it. Russians. All right. And so, yeah, that was, that's just for them to get. But John Goodman's character, he plays a guy who he's searching for monsters. Because he knows they exist, he believes they exist. He was right. he was a survivor of a monster attack during World War Two, and so oh, okay. like the official story was that the ship went down in battle, but then he knows what he saw. He was the only survivor, and he spent the last few decades pulling whatever resources he can together in order to prove that monsters exist, and. So he believes there's something on this island. He believes he could find a monster, but nobody else believes him because they believe he's a crackpot conspiracy theorist, which he is. But he knows he's right about this. I remember him in the movie for sure. Mm -hmm. I just, I honestly couldn't remember his role. Was he kind of the start of Monarch? Yes, he's the start of Monarch or like one of the the starts of Monarch. The earliest known leader in Monarch. Okay. And so, yeah, he, I, mm-hmm. how interesting. What a chameleon. Yeah. I couldn't remember what he did, but just the fact that I know he was there. <laughs> well, see, what he did, he did lose, a, you know, he did lose a bit of weight, I believe. I think he was looking a little more jaunty, if that's the right word. Like his look, it wasn't the same John Goodman look we, we remember right it's not roseanne john it's not goodman. roseanne john goodman it it's a it's a tortured john goodman who knows he's Lane. he's an ahab he's a captain ahab searching for the white whale right and that's what that's what his motivations are in the film right did they show what monster he saw in world war Two that motivated him it, no it wasn't kong was it no it was something else it was he was on a battleship so the logical assumption that it, it was godzilla that that took down his battleship and so that's i think that's just the assumption because there's these giant claw marks across the photos that he has of the ship Oh, okay. and that's just what's up remind me his character he didn't go to the island at all right he He does just the beginning of the movie no he he did he did go go. to the island he did go to the island i won't say a lot of people it's a, a lot of people went to the island and was he working with Brie Larson, her character? I think they share very little screen time. If No, they don't yeah. share any screen time at all, I don't think. Well, because she's the photographer, right? She's the she's photographer. She's the war journalist. John Goodman, yeah. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. right. She's right. the war journalist, you know, cataloging the war, trying to put a stop to the war through journalism. She represents that angle. 
uh, of it all. And then opposite her is Samuel L. Jackson, who plays the colonel, right? Mm-hmm. He's the colonel who's like disappointed that they're pulling out of Vietnam. He doesn't want the war to end because he all of it's wasted, all of it's meaningless if they if they pull out. And they are pulling out. And this mission to go to this island. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said pull out. But it's it they were pulling out of Vietnam. That you know? And so Thought they were. So this mission is sort of a last hoorah for him. Or it was supposed to be, right? Supposed to be something simple, supposed to be something easy. And this fucking monkey shows up out of nowhere. And now well, he mean, hates this monkey. So, like, the, the role of Ahab goes from John Goodman to Samuel L. Jackson. They're both Ahabs. Between, yeah, between the two of them. Between the two of them. Except one knew the monster existed. The other one's learning for the first time. And now together right. they have to take down Kong. Which is their essentially their goal. Well, again, John Goodman's just out for proof. He's out for proof. Samuel L. Jackson wants to kill that monkey. How do you kill a monkey well, that big? Only he knows. I think, well, yeah, because as soon as they arrived, mm-hmm. the monkey blew up, like, most of his troops. I'm right? trying not to spoil like anything, but you're right. The monkey kills a lot of people. Uh, a lot well, that, I'm, that's, that, that happens in, like, the first act. That's yeah. pretty early on. That motivates kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but you're right. I'm no, not, no, it's all right. not trying to give it away. We won't but... say who dies. We won't say who dies, but we're we are given a good like character synopsis on on each of the major members of the cast and crew, right? Um, mm-hmm. Brie Larson, the war photographer, she is again a war photographer. She sort of has the human element of it. The as you one would expect from a journalist, she's there to cover to find out what's going on. Why is there's this top secret military operation going on? What is it about? She just wants to know, right? She's going to do her job as a journalist and find out. And she's one of the people that mainly interacts with the indigenous people of Skull Island. And she reaches out. She gets to know them, finds out there are people who live here. She's the one sort of... She's supposed to be... She's the closest thing we have to the the pretty blonde lady that Kong is supposed to be enthralled with. But... I don't think... Does she ever take... On, she doesn't even get close to Kong, does she? She gets close to Kong, yeah. But it's not like the, the blonde She doesn't lady. really take on that role, no. right? Like, there's not really... There's no connection between the two of them. Not... No. Not not a connection like the original story. So, like, you, yeah. you can, it's it's not like a, a weird bewilderment that Kong has with her, right? Um, but she does have screen time with Kong. Right. Okay. And oh, it's, yeah. You, you know, I do remember that. Yeah. She has screen time with Kong, and I'm just gonna say it's not weird. It's not creepy like the original. It's, you know, she's just another person who's interacting with Kong, and learning that there's more than meets the eye to this so-called monster, and the big monkey. The big monkey. Right. It's just a fun movie. There's one character who's like sort of sees Kong in the distance and just says, "Is that a monkey?" And it's great. I love it. It's so. It's this movie has everything I want. It has it has it, deep allegorical meaning. It has silly jokes, giant monkeys, creepy creatures, a lot of action. A lot of action, a lot of stylized action shots. 
it's really good yeah. just like even from like in the first act just like traveling through cam- the camera traveling through you know this portion of what i believe is saigon at night or somewhere else in vietnam is just really interesting to watch really gorgeous so all of those scenes are just like packed full of extras and packed full of detail and characters it's just really good the movie is so well made that i believe it's it's worth a watch like if i'm being honest it shouldn't be as good as it is you know (laughs) it shouldn't be as much as a feast for the eyes as it is but that movie is not lazy at all. Like you could really like it's a monster we, movie. You could really phone in a, yeah. a, like quite a few things, and then the main monster fans was still gonna go watch it. You know they're gonna you can make them. They they make them like cash grabs. They they really do. If you watch like Godzilla King of Monsters, like I was just happy they had Rodan in it. You know like fucking the big pterodactyl monster. And they're like, oh, he's in a yeah, volcano in Mexico. Ter- pterodactyl. What's up? The flaming pterodactyl. Exactly. The like flame. literally flaming. Yeah, they added that to him. And I'm just, I love it. And that was <laughs> all I needed. All I needed was just like, it's coming at us. And then, you know, they dodge. And then that's all I needed from Godzilla. Because my needs are simple when it comes to Godzilla. I need Godzilla <laughs> plus, mon- plus one more monster, plus two more monsters, plus three more monsters. Like it's the more monsters, the better. Like it's, it's great. What, but you're, you're, you're implying that this monster you don't like as much. Mm-hmm. All you need is a bunch more monsters, and you're happy. And I'm, and I'm gonna watch it. And I'm gonna consume that content. And I'm gonna just forget about it, the, the the next day. Like it's a cash grab. It's a popcorn flick. But it's also turn your brain off fun, and so it's, like but you're I, saying with. I would say, but you're saying with Kong. With Kong, I could rewatch it over and over and over again. And I could appreciate it in different ways. And I could And that's because you you like Kong more. Like just the story of Kong and No, I'm saying this movie in particular. Like Kong, I think, is also an interesting story, but if there were twenty King Kong movies, it would suffer the same problem that Godzilla suffers, which is it just becomes a, a popcorn franchise. Which is just like well, watch you, the you next say one. the word franchise, they're in the, they're the same franchise. They're in the same franchise now, right? Like there was like one I think there's like three crossover yeah. movies from the old movies where King Kong yeah. shows up to fight Godzilla. And I think that's that's really it. Godzilla like make I mean King Kong makes appearances in the Kong movies. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm getting all the names confused. Kong shows up in the Godzilla movies in the past. Yeah, but it's like it's he's not like it's not really about him. It's not really about... It's really mainly about Godzilla. That's the thing. Like, Godzilla works differently. People like Godzilla more. People That's do like thinking. Godzilla more. I like Godzilla more. People like giant lizards more than they like giant monkeys. It's, it's the <laughs> same. I will spoil Godzilla versus Kong. I, Don't you dare. I will spoil it because I, I think you can miss it. I think it, it's... It was a popcorn flick that... So much of that movie, I I wanted it. I you know, wanted it to be a rule where I didn't shit talk a movie, but I, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to shit talk Kong versus Kong, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. Right? It's a fun movie. A lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it doesn't make sense because it uses science fiction as an excuse 
to get away it with get, things. It gets a little lost, yeah. Yeah. It's this... Frequently. Well, I know a lot of people, when they're attempting to review movies, mm-hmm. kind of use the studio as, as like, a, an easy, like, mm-hmm. excuse. Like, oh, the studio must have ruined it. The studio executives, they didn't let the director see to his vision. Uh, but... Yeah, I think just overall that movie, I liked it. Yeah, you're, it was it was fun, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it got lost. Just they were just trying to throw monsters at us. I'm gonna, and you know Which what they did, and, and I and think they did, just didn't care to do more. This is what I'm saying, right? It's still a fine movie if it knows exactly what it is, and it's it's just trying to do that. Which is yeah, you, you got Godzilla, you add another monster. That's King Kong. Then you add another monster on 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 top of that. Who's that other monster? You say, they don't don't do it. Oh, don't oh, do oh, it. There's another monster. There's another monster. I love them. There's there's a couple, aren't there? No, it's just no, yeah. It's it's just uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are other there, creatures. There's like those minor monsters. Yeah, yeah. There's those minor, minor monsters. monsters that Kong beats up and kills. You gotta have those because Kong is so good at fighting. I'm I'm so much more interested at in watching Kong fight than Godzilla fight in these movies. How? Can you say that? What? Would you like it if I showed up at your doorstep mm-hmm. and I opened my mouth and shot you a hole in you with a big blue laser? <sighs> it's. I wouldn't like it. No. Okay. But that's that's what yeah. Godzilla does. Okay. It, Godzilla he destroys entire cities and it, it takes us forever to like that was such a Godzilla trope. Godzilla's destroying the city. We don't know why. Godzilla walked away from the city he destroyed. Then he. Why is anyone asking why? He's a. It's a big monster. It's a big. Who's, mo- who's ever? Because there's. Who cares about why? Well, the scientists care. Like why? Why did Godzilla what? suddenly destroy the city? Because a- yeah, again, like, retroactively, they they the scientists look into that. But I I don't know. I don't think anyone running from the monster. No, not not you know, during. In the city with him in the background, you know, stepping on a building is like. It's Godzilla. Well, Why is he here? Well, going back to you're right. That's silly of me to say, but going back to that thing where, for the scientists, they understand that Godzilla is this creature of this force of nature, part of the the ecosystem, and so when Godzilla go, seeks out to destroy something, they understand that Godzilla perceives it as a threat, and so when he just goes and attacks a random city, they're like, what sort of threat? Could he have foreseen or saw or or detected or smelled, God forbid, that Godzilla had to show up and just wreck shit? Like, what was Godzilla doing? That's what the scientists are looking for. Like, during that active situation, like, they're flying over. They're like, what's he doing? What's going on? And then you have, you know, team. you have, like, Team A, Team B, Team C. And then Team A is like, what's going on? Team B is... On another subplot, figuring that out, and Team C's figuring some shit out for Kong, and they're all gonna meet at this point where Godzilla fights Kong. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna spoil the fucking movie. I'm spoil the fucking movie. Godzilla wins. How about we don't and get back to the movie at hand? Okay, so Kong Skull Island <laughs> is just a better movie. It just is. You keep it... you keep saying how it's not lazy. And you just like it so much. And I like mm-hmm. it a lot too. But I just, I don't, I, I fail to see where it goes that extra leap, you know? Mm-hmm. Where a movie is truly phenomenal. It's just you're, you're telling, 
you're banging on doors telling all your friends like you have to go see it now what if you could put it into one describe it in one thing mm-hmm. like one idea what, what's the main idea what what is it about it this laziness that you say it avoids so much like how, how is it doing that the human characters are so much better they're so much better written okay. and i can encapsulate that in just john c Riley's character in kong skull island his character is the best character of that movie i still don't know how i feel about john c Riley. You're supposed to be confused and conflicted because he's a I weird just, man. He's a strange man. Yeah. And he is an odd type of every man. Like, because he fill, yeah. he fills this sort of role where just like, he's the older, weirder uncle. Like, it's, <laughs> that's my position, right? He's just like this weird uncle that just like. But you know, you know uh, yeah. him really well. You do feel for him. He's he's a three dimension like John C. Riley usually usually plays three dimensional characters, unless he's playing with Will Ferrell. Uh, but <laughs> That's, you, we were both heading that direction. Yep, I, I was gonna mention it at some point. Yeah, it's but John C. Riley is such a great actor, and he plays. I do like him. Yeah. He plays such an endearing character in Kong Skull Island. He plays he plays a veteran of World War II who was stranded on Skull Island during World War II and had to learn to get along with the avoiding spoilers. That's the big it's the opening of the movie. He's the first he's the first character you see. A young a young John C. Riley crash isn't lands. It kind of a, what? Isn't it kind of a reveal? It, he, we see him crash land. We meet him again later. We meet him again later. So it is a bit of and a reveal. Unexpected. It's unexpected that he did, in fact, survive all those years yeah. on Skull Island. And he tells you how he survived. And it, that is, it's, it's a touching it's a touching story. His character, yeah, his story, I, I get that. I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. that the human stories, the human characters are much better. So much better. Compared to any other similar like monster movie or other kong movie even just like the cast of of vietnam soldiers they're so they're so good yeah. the actors that they got to play them are so good i wish let me pull up the cast real quick just so i can mention these minor characters quote unquote minor characters they're they were great i think yeah so ultimately great characters good character stories and then at least as far as how I feel and what I can tell is what you're saying is it's a great setting. It's a great the setting. The time period and just the Skull Island itself, the indigenous peoples, the goofy, not goofy, but just the pretty out there characters kind mm-hmm. of interspersed throughout that whole discovery. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Like Tom Hiddleston, I think he's supposed to be, you know, the James, he's literally like, the action man James Bond type, right? So he's not all that interesting. He's not all that deep, but he he's does. He's just meant to look good. He's just meant to look good, but he is that sort of reliable man. He's the guy. He's literally the guy who's like, we need to bring you out of retirement. We need you for a last one last mission. And he's yeah, wasn't he just coming off of another mission? And they're just like, you got it. We're, we're sending you over this way. Exactly. He's literally that guy. We're just like. There's a, we have a, we have a mission with unknown parameters. We know nothing about what's going to happen. We need a man who can do the unpredictable or something like that, right? So he he's that character. He's that guy who's like, I'll do it for the money. 
Right. And then, you know, he meets Brie Larson. They fall in love. They don't fall in love. There's no romantic subplots in this movie. But, you know, he does. I mean, there, there's a little bit of connection. There's right? there's some chemistry because, you know, he does open up and chemistry, talks about. Yeah. yeah. He opens up and talks about, you know, his, his past and his feelings and what he's doing. But he's not a major. Even he's technically not a major character, even though he got top billing, I believe. And then Samuel Jackson is Samuel Jackson. Like he's he's great in it. He's got the, he's this colonel named Preston Packard, alliteration there. Yeah. And it's his whole emotional journey in the film is very interesting. He has an emotional journey. He has an emotional journey because yeah, of he like he goes from angry to more angry. I wouldn't say he goes from angry to more angry. I would say he starts off sad and disappointed because there's no more war because the the US mili- the US has decided right. to pull out of the war. He's disappointed. He sort of feels like his life has become meaningless. Isn't he also angry about that? He's angry. He's that he's, he's upset. Yeah. So like when this opportunity to go on this last mission arrives, he's excited. You know? He smiles. Right. He's yeah. like, "Thank you, sir." And he's ready to go take his men off this last hurrah. Right and do, do more interesting things. Right, he's gonna get back out there and do something else, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Right, and then he gets there, and it's the worst fucking time of his life. It's the it's possibly one of the it's possibly it is the worst not possible it is the worst fucking thing that could have happened to him, like as a commander of men of soldiers, and he is yeah. out for blood at that point, and so he be, it becomes fury. It becomes righteous fury and zeal. And that carries him through the rest of the movie. And that's his motivation, his character's motivation for making all of the stupidest decisions possible. Because his objectives are completely different than most of the other characters. Most of the other characters are just trying to survive and get off the island. He's out to kill Kong. And to sort of display how to use that in order to justify what could traditionally be like, you know, in a traditional monster or horror slasher movie, they'd be like, we're running away. And then sh- like, you know, it's like, we're going to do something stupid. We're going to get closer to the monster for no reason. Like, no, run away. What are you doing? Leave, just leave. And you know, the, the poor, the more poorly written horror monster movies are, are like that. We're just like characters for some reason, have an odd compulsion to just fucking, do something like to just like do something stupid right whereas colonel packard samuel jackson he's like no i have a sp- i'm a soldier i'm a commander of men i have a plan to kill this fucking thing and that plan is stupid and foolhardy but it's something only the military would do not someone who's trying to survive it's stupid if you're trying to leave it's not stupid if you are trying to accomplish in a, a certain objective and uh, destroy somebody or something, which again is allegorical to the Vietnam War. Like it's it's a series of stupid, horrible things being done because their objectives were to torch the fucking place. Like it's again, it work, it just works so well. This I, this movie's just so it. so well written, right? And then but I wanted to mention I, the the, yeah. the smaller characters, right? The quote unquote smaller characters. You have who is this guy? Yeah, you got Jason Mitchell who played Eze E in Straight Outta Compton, right? 
I think that came out sure. around the same time. And he plays just one of the soldiers. He's just one of the soldiers, one of the pilots, because they're all helicopter pilots, right? They're all part of a... a they're part of a helicopter corps. Yeah, a helicopter corps. And he's just one of the pilots, and you are concerned for his life. Like a, a bunch of the other characters. It's it's Jason Mill, it's Jason Mitchell, right? And then hold on a second. It's Jason Mitchell and then Shea Wingham, right? Great actor, love him in everything he does. He's in so much stuff. He's going to be in uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. He's in Perry Mason. He's in The Gray Man. He's in Gaslit. He's, he has such a long list of things. The first time I recognized, I saw him was in um, Boardwalk Empire. And he plays this really weird wildcard character to Corey, not Corey Hawkins, to Jason Mitchell's every man straight man this this young man who is just a pilot and a soldier he just wants to get home and so you really f- feel for him you root for him to make it back but he has this older mentor and partner in Shea Wingham who is there who's the, again this weird just this weird older dude who's like an uncle like an an, an older brother like if you had an older brother with a like a very large age uh, gap yeah. That's who he would be. <laughs> and it's just like, like you're so much older than me. Like you're part of a, a different generation. And you're, the way you think and function is different. And it's weird. And he's just so, not necessarily jaded, but weathered as a human being. Like he's been through so much shit that he's just like, life is what it is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can. And these two characters together along with some of the other soldiers, they really just make the story, like, make the story of survival much more appealing to the human character. I have to let out this cat. I'll be right back. I don't know if you could hear him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We couldn't, but... Oh, no, now, back, back to what I was saying. See, Josh, he's in the middle of a podcast, but he had no choice. He had to... Respond to the cat's beck and call. It's. I'm a little concerned for his life. You're gonna say hi to everybody since you're so fucking loud in the background. This is Butters. Did you say Butters? Butters. This is Butters. He looked more like a Butters when he was a kitten. Now he can't fuck. Now he's too strong. He's too strong now. I should have. I'm not. I'm not a South Park guy. Well, yeah, so Butters is just, like, very soft. A very soft character, right? Like, (laughs) oh, God. He's so strong now. I should have neutered him when he was younger. Ugh, I still need to neuter him. Ah, so much hair. How old is he? He's, I think, coming up on a year. He's too old. Why did, what, why why does he have, still have those danglers? We're, we just never got around to it. It's. We'll get around to it. We're gonna get around to it, Okay. I'll probably I'll probably take him tomorrow because I'll have time tomorrow. But um hopefully because he needs it. Yeah. Gotta, gotta snip him, you know, cuz he's way too aggressive. He's yeah, he's Because you exactly cuz he didn't get this didn't, handled yeah. 6 months ago. He's so strong. 
Such a good boy. Yeah, you know what you have to do now? What? You have to get them cut off. Uh-huh. And then you have to ask for them. You have to keep them. You put them in a clear jar and you keep it on your shelf to intimidate the cat. That is that is like the most demented thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> like even as a joke. Like that is so <laughs> fucked up. That is the darkest thing I've ever heard you say. You're the one cutting his balls off. And I don't know why I'm being attacked as the dark have you have here. you heard no, i'm not gonna get into the noises cats make okay i'm not gonna i haven't heard anything because you properly spayed and neutered if you do it if you do it right you don't gotta worry about anything anyway getting back to the movie right what was i saying the characters are just so great right just so great Corey hawkins plays uh number two to john goodman's he is this sort of uh nerdy scientist Again, he early. Number two. He is number two. Was it? <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. Get your get your mind out of the gutter. Just cut the cat's balls off. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Can't can't tell you anything. Oh my God! So again, he plays John Goodman's number two, and then <sighs> you just took it out of it. You just took it out. You just winded me. It's winded me with that, right? There's there's a lot of characters. I, not I would say not I, all of them are you know used a lot, but I would say for the amount of screen time they each get, they get they're used effectively. What is this cat doing? Oh my god! Even though the cats have been fed and taken care of. Josh needs to respond. One day, one day I'll have an actual, you know, just room to record in without cats, just fucking around with paper in the background. And can I, uh, what can I ask to uh, Henry's chagrin? Uh-huh. How, how much longer are we going here? How much longer? How much? How much? How long? Because have... we're a little long if we want to keep oh, to an hour. But damn, we're I, already I at an hour and ten. God damn. Yeah. I don't know. I think but, we. I think I got I, around I, to selling the movie. I think I got around to it eventually. Well, I think there was a lot of nonsense. Of course, there was a lot of nonsense. Um, but within there, yeah, I think we yeah. did. You did. You definitely talked it up a lot. Yeah. There, there's a. Can I just say real what? quick? This can be as uh, long as we want. We don't. Yeah. Go on. Well, I don't know. I th- I feel like we should keep to a certain form. We should. I looked up the uh, the movie uh-huh. on Wikipedia, and then I looked up the director because I was wondering what else he'd done. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this man? Uh, I've seen him in an interview. I don't remember what he looks like. Is he brown? I believe he's brown. Let me. No. So Kong Skull Island. I... I'm on. Oh, hold on a second. Jordan. Jordan v- v- Roberts. Roberts. He's not brown. Why did I remember him being brown? No. But look at that beard. That is a beard. That is a beard. That just. Damn, let's he's the here. right man to direct the monster verse. He is. Uh, let's see here. He did the Destiny Two New Legends Will Rise live action trailer. He did that. <laughs> oh. And then uh, he yeah, he did a TV like... series called You're the Worst. Don't know what that's yeah. about, but he's currently doing Metal Gear Solid. He's in pre production for the Metal Gear Solid movie. It's a movie. Oh, it's wow. a movie. I am not Wait, that. How did, what? How did this happen? What do you mean? 
the very last line of his career in 2021 it was announced that vote roberts would direct a live action adapt adaptation of gundam how did we get back to gundam i i don't know we always what did you do i was just clicking i was just looking at that now i didn't know that that was that i didn't know that's to come page on my screen this whole time yeah why says gundam one the live action movie so yeah it's all things come back to gundam (laughs) apparently Mm -hmm. so i love gundam okay so okay so it's it's a he did a show on fxx that looks like it's a romantic comedy blah 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 why are you spelling it out that that network is called fucks okay i didn't know that thank you for for correcting me. but basically like i think just based off kong skull island i trust him with properties because he put there's so much care and attention into how that movie was made yeah but that might not necessarily be him because that really seems to be his only like major feature he's directed that's true not to not to say i think he would make you know other projects and they wouldn't be that good but I just I don't see any other movies really not that much here mm-hmm. on his filmography so I would be curious to see what else he does I don't feel strong about Metal Gear Solid the movie but or but you know I mean you never know here here's the problem and we we will go a little long just for me to go over this problem with uh, these movies based off video games and based off other properties problem the old, a, the age old debate the age old the reason why. A lot of these things, and we're, we've gone, society has gone through this recently with the Resident Evil TV show. I think we've spoken about it briefly before. Not sure if it was, Did I, it was on the podcast. I don't think, I don't think I told you. I just caught up on that. You just caught so, up on that? Okay. Yeah, I just watched it. So, you know, we yeah. could. I don't know. People are saying we, it's terrible. We could. But. It wasn't that bad. I think it's all the diehard, like, Resident Evil fans. Look. I've, I've played it's, it's definitely a departure from the previous media i've played two i've seen playthroughs of four i've played five several times love five seen playthroughs of six seen playthroughs of seven seen playthroughs of eight right i'm being honest like i'm not the biggest resident evil fan but some of those resident evil games are straight up stupid they're they're <laughs> just straight up stupid they're not great Wait, so like it's there, most of them are not great. Seven, what I saw from Seven, wonderful, absolutely wonderful, creepy, and then but in eight, it's going back to the campiness. It's creep. It's creeping back in that weird campiness. But came who's back. to say that that's bad? Isn't that kind of part of the charm? I feel like those games are so old. It's like they are so old. I feel like we've done like a full cycle of. Of like Resident Evil, of like I think this is just how how Resident Evil plays out, right? You had the first game, which is again just like moody. It was scary because of the gameplay, right? But then the writing was quite terrible, right? And then you had two where the writing got better, and it was still scary. And then you had three, which again the writing got better, still scary. And then four, people would say four is the peak. A lot of I heard a lot of people say that back in the day. But I think four is where Leon Kennedy becomes secret agent man and goes to a faraway foreign country and starts killing the indigenous people who are possessed by fucking virus bombs or some shit, right? And let's say he's bad. They're possessed. They're zombie people. 
That's and it, interesting that they're possessed by a virus. I don't know. They're infected, infected or, or whatever. I don't know. They're very mean. And <laughs> that's where the campiness begins to creep in, you know? Where he goes like, yeah. he goes, Leon Kennedy, we need you to save the president's daughter. It's literally the plot. Literally the plot. Whereas the first game, which which is, we, knew, we need well, to arrest this. The president's daughter is important. The president's it's daughter important is important. Any other daughter. But it's a campy, it's a campy kidding, movie. Kidding. That's a campy movie premise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so look at Resident Evil 1. We need to go in and arrest this man. And something's weird. Something creepy's going on here. Right? And then two is Raccoon City is fall. It's a whole city. It's just people trying to survive. Three, also Raccoon City, people just trying to survive and, and bigger conspiracies going on, right? In two and three, right? Four, save the president's daughter. Conspiracies. And then go to five and goes, Chris Redfield, we need you to go to Africa. There's something freaky going on. And, you know, then there's, you know, bioterrorism and, and all that. So it's still, it's still just campiness is just ticked up a little bit based off of four, right? So he's not a secret agent, but he's part of like the BSAA. We're we're in, coming in to save the world from. We're doing our job trying to make sure these bio weapons don't get into the wrong hands. Like you know, he's just a cop. He's more like a DEA agent. So if anything, the premise sort of like ticks down from campiness. But then at the end of the game, he's punching a fucking boulder. Like it's he's punching a boulder to get it out of the way to fight Wesker. Like it's extremely campy and stupid. By the end of it. And then six, so fucking campy. People were, it was no longer scary. It was an action game. People didn't fucking like it for the most part. And then seven brought it all back. Brought it all back to scary. Brought it back to creepy. The characters, the, the infected people were in fact victims it was so interesting to watch. So much more interesting. I'm not going to fucking play that game. That game looks terrifying. It's, <laughs> but it was such an interesting story. And can I, what's up? Can I tell you something? Yeah. Uh, you went through the list of like all the ones you've played and watched yeah. and went through. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to go over Code Veronica and the, and the other, and the revelations. No, no, no. The extent of my list uh-huh. is I, I, I'm aware of some memes from the seventh and eighth games. <laughs> I, I'm aware of like a very big lady. Mm-hmm. Very big that's, lady. That's a, that's about all I got. She, she, and this new show. She's one of the reasons why like it, it start it's becoming campy again, you know, <laughs> You, know, you got a problem with the big lady? I don't have a problem with big ladies, but I'm just saying fan service is typically not like a great thing. You know, in five you had a very similar thing. A lady in a white dress with a lot of cleavage. Like that was they did that in five, you know, who's a villain. They did it in five, right? And then they they brought it back. It was like, let's do that again, but like double her height. Like it's and like all of her. Just double all of her. And it'll be great. And you know, people will love it. And they did. They did love it. <laughs> For all of the intended reasons. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And so, but 8 becomes campy again because it's the character. You play as the same guy from 7, but instead of just being this guy who's looking for his missing girlfriend or missing fiance. You're now like, you survived the last game. We've put you through military training. You now know what to do in case this happens again. Because guess what, buddy? It's happening again. They've stolen your baby and now you need to find track them down to an Eastern European town and get your baby back. 
you got to the you got to the south uh, eastern eastern european town but guess what they've chopped your baby up into multiple pieces but through the power of science you can put her back together what put her back together your baby has been split into four to five parts approximately i don't remember how many collect all pieces of your baby to put her back together come on that's pretty creepy yeah collect pieces of your child yeah i don't know i i haven't played the games i just said i I, I do want to play eight because eight does not look nearly as scary as seven because again you you take away like this seven was so grounded with this this family that's been mutated into these monsters and they're they're haunting you they're like they're like ghosts haunting this house it's so fucking eerie and creepy and you never I, know when they're going to get you. But then, like, the next game, you literally have, like, a werewolf man who has an army of werewolves. And then you have, like, a marionette doll. Like, it's... I think... I I mean, I knew this about you. Mm-hmm. I've known you for a long time. But I'm seeing it again, just kind of realizing parts of your personality. Yeah. I think you are very emotionally impacted mm-hmm. by character stories. I am. Deeply. Which is probably another big part of why you enjoyed Kong so much. It is why I enjoyed Kong so much. Thank you for wrapping that back around. But it's <laughs> because so yeah, you can see a through line as to like what I like as a person and what I feel yeah. is because I feel like character, good character, and good delivery. I, multiple there's multiple things that make something watchable, but there's if those things are done really well, they become mainstays and i believe they become like if you have we have all this fucking content just to bring it back to the premise of this whole fucking podcast right there's so much to fucking watch i just got hulu there's dozens upon dozens of shows i'm sorry i know i was supposed to get apple tv plus i'm sorry it's it's not i didn't tell you like you have to go get it i just of all things we record that episode i spend a whole episode talking to you about this great show and then you come back two days later and you're like Okay, Matt, I got a streaming service. It's not the one you told me about. I'll watch it tomorrow. You, you, I, that'd be great if you did. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just, why Why Hulu? I think what, I, I, think I should. Hulu? I think I should follow through on the promise of what this show is, which is like we're recommending good content to watch. <laughs> and then if I don't watch it, then what does that say about us? Like it's... Yeah, no. Well, I mean, there's only so much mm-hmm. one person can watch at a time. You know, it's obviously depending on how much we're talking about stuff. That could really add up. Ted Lasso's already two full seasons. That's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. You can do it in a couple days, but it's a lot. I'm not going to watch all of it in a couple of days. Maybe I will, depending on how good it is. But we'll see. It's. But what if next time we talk about another show and there's five seasons of that? You know, like yeah. I'm just saying it adds up. So I'm not hassling you. I'm not saying you have to go mm-hmm. and watch the things I tell you to, but. I just what what was on Hulu? What motivated Hulu? <sighs> what, I have Hulu. What what motivated it, what motivated me to get Hulu? Because it's been a long time coming. Getting Hulu's been a long time coming. They have Brooklyn Nine Nine. They have a lot of shows that I like. They do. Right? Pray, the new movie Prey has come out on Hulu. I'm like mm-hmm. I gotta get I gotta get Hulu so I can watch Prey at least. And there's all these other shows. There's always Sunny. There's a ton of shows. Like that new show, Mike, about Mike Tyson's going to be on Hulu. I can't wait for that show. I was like, oh, all these great shows. Unfortunately, none of those shows are the the reason why I got Hulu. The reason why I got Hulu is because the spinoff of the show Letterkenny 
Shorzy oh, came yeah, out. I heard about yeah, that. came out on Hulu, and I'm like, I need to watch this now. So as soon as I found out about that show existing, I immediately got out my car. Ooh, look at the kitty. There's a cat. There's another cat, but it's not on my screen. Look at him. He's oh, he wants to leave. He wants to, oh. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. That was my bad. She's okay. Yeah. I she's very uh flexible. She that cat throws herself all over the place. I didn't hurt her. She just happened to be like, "No, I'm over this." And she jumped down. I don't I don't normally pick up the cat, so that's probably why that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shorzy is the reason why I got Hulu. But again, we've gone over quite a bit. We're now at an hour 24. And so I apologize to the audience for the rambling and uh, for my tangents. But I hope I got the point across. The Skull, Kong Skull Island is just a superior movie compared to the rest of the monster verse. You know, it's just like. Every, like so I disagree. Many, oh my god. What what's better than fucking <laughs> Kong Skull Island? Jesus Christ. Big lizard. Big Big Lizard better than monkey. Big lizard better. Well they they show that oh, never mind. I'm just you're gonna get me to talk <laughs> another fifteen minutes about these goddamn movies if you keep saying shit like this. All right, we're gonna end the podcast here. Maybe we'll do a part two. All right, maybe we'll do a part two. No 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 no, 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 no. no. then stop Let's move on. Stop egging me on. All right, this has been the consume cut. Con- I almost forgot the title of my own goddamn podcast. <laughs> I fucking told you. I fucking told you, Josh. Josh, goddamn it, you gotta change it. No. Oh, we'll find a better name. What about? What do you think of Eat with Your Eyes? I think it needs a catchy like nickname or something with yeah this, the initials or yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of Eat with Your Eyes? <laughs> no, God. <laughs> what the hell is that? Eat with your eyes. <laughs> content you consume things to watch why are you alienating blind people (laughs) i'm sorry blind people but yeah we're talking about movies they're not really our core demographic to begin with (laughs) you don't know it's a podcast it's a podcast i'm sorry start i'm sorry blind people audio podcast oh my god i'm so sorry okay (laughs) I'm so Kong sorry. Skull Island, mm-hmm. uh, currently mm-hmm. at the date of release, available, it looks like, on HBO Max. Yes. It is a Warner Brothers property. Um, it's good. Get it wherever you can, whether that be HBO Max or Blockbuster or... Damn, I was going to say. <laughs> or Hollywood Video. Or Hollywood let's Video. Bring it back. Oh, let's bring it back. Let's bring back Hollywood Video. I remember those days. <laughs> Uh, fond memories of walking down those aisles and not being able to find a fucking thing to watch <laughs> and just renting Mortal Kombat for the 15th time <laughs> I feel like I don't remember having that issue we used to go every week every weekend no. like on Friday we'd go to the video no. store and rent a couple movies for the week oh yeah it, I don't remember having that issue I remember like not we should really end the podcast but one one last little story it's during the height of near the end of blockbuster right uh of my local blockbuster near the end when netflix was still doing dvds right streaming wasn't 
quite out yet. So they were just having to compete with the DVD business, the mail-in DVD side of Netflix that surprisingly still exists. And they were having a special where you too could have a subscription from Blockbuster and do the exact same thing, mail in your DVDs. But on top of that, because they had the brick and mortar, you could get your DVD. You could just go to the Blockbuster, return your DVD to the Blockbuster, and then pluck off a DVD off of their shelves. And that would count as your DVD. And they had different tiers, like one DVDs or two DVDs. I had the, I got the two DVDs, and that included the games. So you could rent games, too. Mm-hmm. I think that summer, I think it was only one or two summers where they had that before they ultimately shuttered. I went in multiple times a day because it was, I was in high school. Oh my God. I had a bicycle. I rode my, I lost so much weight riding my bike back and forth. Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day because the, the thing is, it was unlimited, right? It was unlimited. You only paid a certain amount of money a month, you know, like 10, 15 bucks a month. So that we can get like unlimited two DVDs. So I would I would literally like I watched a lot because of Netflix. I watched a lot of old Godzilla movies, right? But then I got this DVD thing, and I just like went through like all a bunch of like horror movies, a bunch of action flicks. Like I don't rem- there was I consumed so much content within those summers, those two summers that like most of it's now been deleted because there was in fact so little worthwhile to watch it's wrapping back into the purpose of the podcast but it's point is i watch a lot of fucking content and this is the reason podcast called again huh that's nothing what's what's this podcast called again you said it's called consume content all right and i went i went back to that store multiple times they played multiple games watched multiple movies i would go in in the morning when they opened pick out two movies go home come back four or five hours later pick two more movies and then like i would go at least like twice to blockbusters a day and just like every other day and just keep watching movies so i was a crazy person i yeah i am but i love (laughs) content all right this podcast is now my life's purpose all right i have to do something with the mountains of content i've consumed over my life you understand? And just deliver a list to people of like good <laughs> shit to watch. a list? It's a list, goddammit. It's still <laughs> a list, all right? Not many other people have a list, okay? All right, it goes, oh, top 100 movies of all time. It's been the same fucking list for 20 years, okay? It's the same fucking list. Everybody's seen those movies. Those are obvious to watch, okay? Some of these movies, well, maybe not obvious to watch, right? But some of these movies, just to give you guys a teaser... Right, I'm gonna talk about the show Arcane. I'm gonna talk about the Jackie Chan film, The Foreigner. Right, I'm gonna talk about Star Trek Discovery. I feel like that's gotten passed over with so much Star Trek content. Like people have missed out on like the good Star Trek versus like the okay Star Trek. Bumblebee. So many people skipped out on Bumblebee <laughs> because that's true, they did. That was a good so one. many people skipped out on that. Right, Asher's the Evil Dead. You know, it's an older franchise. It's it's only on premium cable, but it's good. It's good pulpy. It's good pulpy comedy horror, right? Going back to Evil Dead, pulp, pulpy, pulpy. It's pulpy. The blood's not pulpy. the The blood is bright red liquid, but pulpy. it's it's pulp. And then Army of Darkness, 
fantastic horror comedy from back in the day that a lot of people just like it's a cult classic right it's a cult classic do you not know what i'm talking about uh now i do yeah like army of darkness is like so close to being kid friendly you know if you show army of darkness to you're googling it right now i gotta hear you can't hear me <laughs> i can hear you I could sometimes I could hear you typing. Sometimes I I know I'm gonna pick up the typing of your fucking mechanical keyboard. Not right now. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you turned off your mic. This microphone's got a mute. Oh my god! Right there. Oh my god. Anyway, so Army of Darkness. I think it's reached a certain point where there's a whole there's like two generations of of kids. They have no fucking clue what Army of Darkness is, and that would I feel like they would get a huge kick out of it. You don't, you still don't, <laughs> don't know what Army. Okay, we're, we'll have to plan to watch Army of Darkness, right? But there's I have such a long list of things to watch here that are so good. Fucking John Carter, John Carter bombed at the movie. I, I can go on forever about this list and go on we'll, forever. We'll get to it next time. But we'll get to it next time. we're at an, we're at an hour and a half. And I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry for the the rambling and the multiple attempts at ending this, but we'll 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 tighten it up if needed. We'll, but we'll if tighten. anyone out there actually does listen to this, let us know. I'm not tightening anything up. Done. Yeah, I'm not tightening anything up. It's yeah, you and your loose asshole. Me and my loose asshole. It all it comes out easier, baby. All right. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. All right. So I thought. <laughs> Kong Skull Island, get it wherever you can. Get it wherever you can. It's a great watch. That it is. All right. That's been episode three of Consume Content with the group chat. We're the group chat. You're the group chat now. Uh, join us on Discord to continue this discussion. If you want to continue talking about monster movies or anything or, else, or uh, TikTok or YouTube, or TikTok please, or, or YouTube, please. I'm going to be cutting these clips up and putting them on the interwebs. Thank you. I've been Josh. This has been Matt. Goodbye.